Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hey there, Leah. Hi, Annie. I'm so excited to be back with you again today. How are you? I am great. We are recording this right after our deeper dive into, I'm so over this pandemic, but this pandemic isn't over my private practice with Hope Lima. And if you missed it, you can purchase the recording. Um, it was on our, so good. It was so, so good. We'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. I mean, Hope is always great, but like we talked about rapid tests, we talked about masks, we talked about testing, we talked about human milk and risk reduction, and it was so good. Yeah, it was really helpful. And I just was so happy to have that like communal space around COVID because I know we've both been, all of us, we both, me and you and the entire world have been drudging through the pandemic and it's just been feeling so heavy. So it was so nice to just be like in camaraderie, like, hey guys, we're all dealing with this and it sucks, but let's learn good things and keep getting out there and doing good things because we've got good knowledge and oh my gosh, Hope's like a great just wealth of knowledge and research. And like, I love how inspired I felt about human milk after I heard all she had to tell us. It was so cool. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> today, we're, we're taking a way different turn than that. <laughs> Annie, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about, am I a terrible lactation consultant? And Okay, you're not a terrible lactation consultant. So we're actually going to talk about all the things that make us feel like we're terrible lactation consultants. And before we go into our topic for today, not only was it great being with other lactation consultants to talk about COVID, it's just great being with other lactation consultants talking about the things that only they understand. And so if you are available on February 11th, it's a Friday and you want to spend the day with me and Leah, 
We are partnering with USLCA to host a workshop called Nurture Your Private Practice, Build Sustainability. Yeah, it's an all day thing, but guess what? It's not all day of Zooms. I mean, it is all day of Zooms, but we are going to not only be talking about private practice topics like taxes and legal issues and things like that that are really important for our infrastructure, We're going to be listening to a panel of amazing lactation consultants talking about all of their big ideas and how they make them happen. And we are going to be going deep into nurturing our own circle of care, putting together all of the pieces that help us to make our private practices take care of us so we can take care of other people. And within all that, we're going to have breakout rooms with discussion questions for you to interact and uh, make connections with other private practice lactation consultants. We are also going to be doing intention work, breath work, and movement. And that is the piece that I'm most excited about because I mean, yeah, I love the Zooms and I love to talk, but we're also going to be doing these physical things together and getting into our bodies and remembering that we're not just these, you know, amazing clinical minds and caring hearts, but we also have like arms and (laughs) and all of the things. And we're going to be focusing on all of that. And how all of that really in turn nurtures ourselves so that we can sustain a private practice. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but this pandemic has added such a layer of stress that it's hard to be a business owner and live through a pandemic, I have learned. And boy, have I had to really reach far and wide to learn how to nurture myself so that I could keep showing up for my business for the families I want to serve, for the people that work for me. I mean, there is a lot to it. And Annie and I want to share with you what we have figured out, some amazing people that we have made, you know, connections with that we know can share with you such amazing tools, strategies, but also that, you know, not fun stuff that we definitely need to be talking about too, to build that good private practice foundation and sustainability. So I am so excited about it. And I can't wait to have you guys all there with us and have a great day. And also there's going to be networking. So networking. Yay! I can't wait We're to gonna talk put to everybody. The, I know I'm excited to see who shows up because you never know what you're going to get, but we know we're going to get good people because there's good people in private practice. So we will yes. put the link in the show notes. It's uslca.org slash nurture dash your dash PP. And we'll, again, we'll have that link in the show notes, but please registration is open and we would love, love, love to see you there. Okay. So here we go. Tackling the not fun thought that so many times comes across our mind, even after I've been working with families for like what, 17 years, if you include the time that I was volunteer work and you know, there's been a fair number of times that I have questioned if I am just a terrible lactation consultant and should possibly hang up my, what is it, lactation consultant badge? Or I don't know what you hang up when you're done being a lactation consultant, but whatever you hang up, I know there's a moment that I have questioned that in myself. And Annie, I'm sure that, well, let me say, I hope that I am not alone in this or this is going to be a really awkward podcast. You're a hundred percent not alone. I am spend quite a bit of my time 
feeling like I'm a garbage lactation consultant and wondering who on earth let me do this work. And then, you know, I think we're also, I don't think I'm alone in this. I had a consult today where the family was so happy that they texted me later to say, I'm so glad you came today. And I feel so much better. And like, how come I don't let that live in my body and in oh my, my soul gosh. the way I let the people who are like, Annie Frisbee didn't help me and she didn't help my neighbor. That's the <laughs> comment that haunts my dreams. Oh man, it is so true. And, and I think there's plenty of research out there that talks about negativity bias and how, you know, back in caveman days, it was probably good that you hung on to the thought that tigers live in this particular area and you probably shouldn't go over there and maybe not so much of like the good thoughts, but it's crazy how we just attach everything to these, you know, kind of probably really rare, (laughs) really not that common instances where we might really feel not great about maybe our performance or our knowledge, you know, base or whatever it is and dwell on it and let it fester inside of us. Like you said, you're how many years has it been since I've heard that story so many times, like so long since that, you know, review and, you know, you or comment or whatever it was, but it's crazy how it just lives on and on and on. And so today we're going to tackle that thought and those thought patterns and why they live there. We're at least going to build some tools. They're going to happen like, cause we have negativity bias. So they're going to happen and we're all going to accept that. And we're going to learn how to tackle them in in a couple of different ways, because I think that's so important when we maybe dwell a little bit too much on them, we might show up from that place. And that's not going to help as many people as if we show up from the place that you left when you heard that wonderful comment today saying, thank you so much. You're so amazing. I'm so grateful for you. We need to show up from that energy, but it's hard sometimes, you know, and I've had so many times where I I've left a consult going, oh my gosh, I'm sure that they're like never going to talk to me again or something. And then they're the ones that like call you back and like, you were so amazing. And I was sitting there for days, you know, thinking I was horrible and they're so, you know, probably didn't find it helpful or whatever. And all along, they were so grateful. Have you ever had that happen? I feel like that's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. And it's, something that when I was researching a talk I gave recently about nurturing your private practice, and I was reading about burnout and in a book called the resilient practitioner, and it was, it's for therapists, but there was a lot in there that applied to us. And the one thing that, you know, resonates from that book with what you're saying is that in our work, we have a lack of closure, that lack of closure contributes to burnout And that's something that happens all the time, which is like, we go help somebody we're involved in their lives for a small sliver of time, relatively speaking. And they're not always going to be telling us, thank you for coming today. Or exactly. I wish I'd never met you or whatever (laughs) it is. Um, A lot of times they're like in their hearts, they're so grateful we came and then they go live their lives because we're not that important to them. And so we don't get to hear that feedback, positive or negative, that we need to process and assimilate the relationship that we created with them and the emotional investment that we made in them. And that is a really challenging part of the job. You know, you do have to create that closure for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're, you know, some of the things we're going to talk about today are going to help with 
turning what could be negative thoughts about the the interaction that you had, or like the fact that like, I didn't hear from them, therefore they must hate me, which exactly. is where we kind of default to Every into time. something that is more productive. <laughs> so tell us what the framework that we're going to be talking through today. Well, I've got a couple, I dug up a couple of different strategies about negative thought patterns because that's basically what it is. I am guaranteeing that, or I guess I can't guarantee, but I can, with high likelihood, if you're listening to this podcast, you are not a terrible lactation consultant. Um, You're investing in your knowledge base. You know, there's probably a hundred things that I could come up with just not even with knowing you personally that I know because of your actions, right? And so there's probably... Like I could sit here and say that about somebody else. I probably would have a harder time saying that about myself, you know? So probably, you know, so much of these things are are not true thoughts. They might be negative thoughts, but we could also, you know, not only challenge the thoughts, we could challenge the language we use around the thoughts. And we could also use the thought as a goal mine to dig into what's beneath it, you know? So these are a couple of things that we're going to talk about today. As we think through this thought, I'm a terrible lactation consultant, and it could be any version of that that you feel yourself kind of coming to oftentimes. Before we go there, though, one thing is I do think it's helpful to have, like you were just saying, like some self-evaluation that helps you kind of know I did my very best. And and one thing to always remember, like we're human beings and you are not going to show up as the most 100% person that you ever were on every single consult every day for your entire life. You have a life outside of consults. You have, you know, things that might be going on in your body. You might have not slept well that night, blah, blah, blah. You know, so there can be all kinds of things that make one consult feel like, oh my gosh, it's the best consult I've ever had in my entire life. And then the next one, like, but if you could have some metric for like, okay, I showed up. I was kind, I was compassionate, even though I didn't sleep but four hours last night. You know, it's like I was kind, I was compassionate, I shared information, I made sure the door was open if they needed more help. Like if you could say, what are your values when it comes to a consult? That's going to be your metric that you can walk out of the door and say, like, I am not 100% today, but I know that I hit my metrics for myself and then give yourself a pass. Like, who cares if you weren't like the perkiest, bubbliest human that ever existed during that visit? You were just what you needed to be today and you showed up and you hit your metrics for what is a good lactation consultant. And then you just keep doing that day in and day out and we're human and you don't have to be perfect. If anybody hadn't told you, you don't have to be perfect to be great and good and wonderful. <laughs> so... <laughs> My client today who texted me that she was so happy that I came during the consult, I was demonstrating how to do the armpit massage for lymphatic drainage. And she started doing it and she was like, she like smelled. She's like, I don't know if I, I I don't know if I put on deodorant today. And I was like, it's fine. I think I forgot to, and we all had a laugh about that. I I mean, it's winter, but I don't know. We, we don't need to show up with like our perfect everything, um, hair tidy, pulled back in a neat bun. But if we've got long hair, like I do and, you know, perfect everything branded, everything, whatever it is, did you show up and did you, were you present in the moment with that person in a real way? Did you, were you authentic with them? 
were you focused on them? And were you also displaying humility about the things that maybe you don't know? For example, like they might have a situation come up where you haven't encountered it before and you're not experienced with it. And were you able to respond honestly and say something like, I've never seen that before. Let me get you more information about that. That's what I think, you know, you're getting at when you talk about not being perfect. Are you being real? And are you bringing all of your skills and all of your humility to your encounters with your clients? Yeah. And just, I want to recognize that like, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be good days and bad days. But I think if you're anything like me, and I don't know, maybe you guys aren't like me, but like on the days where I know I'm not feeling great, you know, like maybe I didn't sleep great, or maybe, you know, I've had some other thing that's just really weighing on my mind. And I know like this isn't the best consult I have ever provided in my entire life, right? Like I might have not been as energetic, but like at least I can always fall back on, like I said, like I have these kind of like, I guess my standards, my bare minimum standards. Like if I can at least hit this, even if I don't know all the answers, even if I can't fix all their problems, even if I'm not like as perky or my hair looks crazy or oops, I forgot to, you know, put deodorant on all those things. Like at least I can say like my values, what I think I should be doing, I'm showing up and doing and providing. And sometimes that'll be with gold dust on top of it. Cause I am, you know, closing in on like, that was amazing. And I'm like feeling really good. And it might also be on those days where it's, you know, it just, it was enough and it, it is enough. And it is enough and enough and enough. And I am now going to move on from it because I did what I was coming to do, you know. But even still, we can have maybe some nagging negative thought patterns. And one strategy that I found really helpful and, you know, of course, probably heard it on the 50 million podcast that I listened to. I could not tell you exactly which one, but I've also read a lot of her work. So Byron Katie, she has a, you know, kind of, process of challenging a thought when a negative thought arrives. And so it's called the work. And one of the things I love about this is sometimes if you find that you're kind of swirling. So I know, you know, we have those times where the thought is probably a bit irrational, but we can't really see that it's irrational. Like, like I'm a terrible lactation consultant, but it could even be as simple as like, I didn't answer that parent's question as good as I could. And I can't believe I did that. And then you can go through this thought process. So is that true? Yeah, I didn't answer it as good as I could. And I really felt like I left out some information that I probably should have shared. Okay, can you be absolutely certain that's true? Well, I think so. I mean, I feel like I left some things out. So yeah, I think it's absolutely true. And then like, what happens when I believe that? Well, I start to think that I'm a terrible lactation consultant and I didn't show up as my best self. And then the next question is, who would I be if I let that thought go? Well, if I let that thought go, if I didn't have that thought, I would say, well, I did the best I could in that moment. And maybe circumstances in the conversation just didn't allow me to expand as much as I wanted to which is okay because we can't like give every single piece of information to every single family and every single consult. They would never call us back because they'd be way too overwhelmed. So I have to trust that in the moment, whatever decisions I made about the information I gave were a response to what was happening in that moment, right? But I can get to this point where like, well, if I didn't believe that thought, I would say, you know what, Leah, you did it the best job you could in that moment. And 
we're going to move on because you know what? That thought is not serving me and I don't have to go down that gravy train of dwelling in it. And you can do this with every thought. So we can do it with the title of the podcast. The first question, is this true? Am I a terrible lactation consultant? So Annie, you can answer these questions this time. So Annie, are you a terrible lactation consultant? Is this true? I am not a terrible lactation consultant. I am going to own that. I am not a terrible lactation consultant. (laughs) I know you're not. I I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to pretend like you said, well, maybe because this happened and that happened and I didn't do this this one time. And then we could challenge it again. We could say, are you absolutely certain it's true? One of the things that comes to mind when I question my skills is like, I think about things that I've missed. So I know there was a baby about four years ago where I missed laryngomalacia because I wasn't experienced enough. And, and it wasn't just like, I was like, I wonder what that is. Let me go find out and never found out. But it was like, I literally didn't even know what to look for necessarily. Like it never even crossed my mind. And then at the time, and I was so focused on positioning and I was so focused on tongue tie or suck training that whatever I knew about laryngomalacia was not anywhere accessible to my brain. And I just, I got very blinkered about it. And so when I think about like, am I a terrible lactation consultant? Because I'm, I, I missed this and I never counseled the family about it and they never heard about it from me. They can say my lactation consultant never said anything about this. That would be a true statement. But can I absolutely be certain that that makes me a terrible lactation consultant? And that's where it starts to fall apart in terms of doing the work is to say, no, it makes me a fallible lactation consultant who who missed something. And now it's my responsibility to grow from it. So if I change the thought into a true thought, which is the false thought is I'm a terrible lactation consultant. And the true thought is I am a fallible lactation consultant. I'm not perfect. I have room to grow. So how do I react when I believe the thought that I'm a terrible lactation consultant that makes me not want to see clients at all? But when I think the true thought, which is I always have room to grow, it inspires me to want to learn more so that that doesn't happen again. Um, There might even be room in there where I might not in this particular situation, but there might be other situations where there might be something where I would go back to the client and try to like, say, look, I I missed something. Can we talk some more? You know, whatever it is. Yeah. And who would I be if I didn't believe the thought that I'm a terrible lactation consultant? Well, I would be somebody who believes that I can always be improving and that's the person that I want to be. And so I think it's so helpful to, to really tease that apart. What's helpful and what's not. Yeah. So I have so appreciated these simple questions in kind of challenging negative thoughts in all realms of my life that might come up, but it's so applicable here because we are so passionate about our work and we probably are really more critical than a lot of professions because there's a lot hanging in the balance, or at least I appreciate how much impact we have, you know, so I feel like there's a lot hanging in the balance of us, you know, showing up as the best that we can. So I think we are kind of all probably tend a little bit towards being fairly critical or fairly introspective of like, did I do the best? Are these people going to have a good outcome? Did I miss anything? Could I have done something else? You know, like that kind of thought process, which is, I think it's helpful. And, and one of the things that I wanted to kind of come to as well, because it kind of leads from the situation that you had is like, 
when this thought comes up and it's nagging at us, could we maybe also turn it from a place of curiosity? So everything that happens in your life that seems to be a challenge or a mistake or feeling like a terrible lactation consultant could possibly be something that we need to learn, you know? So if we got more curious about why does this keep coming up for me? You know, like, why have I dwelled on this so much? Or why am I four years later, you know, talking about this on a podcast? It's like, okay, just what you thought there, like, is there a skill or a knowledge gap that this is kind of shedding light on? And okay, this is great that I have this, you know, it's like we could almost say, thank you, nagging thought. Like, I'm going to go hunt down a training on Laringo Malaysia or, you know, oral airway issues, you know, like I'm going to go find a training that has more information about that. The other thing is like, you know, we need support. We need to talk things through. And sometimes if we are in our head, our thoughts coming back and back, you know, that's such a great time to reach out to somebody and say, look, this is what happened. I've left myself feeling like a terrible lactation consultant. Can you just talk through this with me? And maybe they can help shed some light on something you could have done differently or something you might not have known about yet. Just like you, like there is no way every lactation consultant can know all the things. Like that is one thing I am for certain. I will, until the end of my days as a lactation consultant, will never know it all. And I feel like the list of conferences and classes I want to take prove that because <laughs> I have like a never ending list of like trainings that I want to take. So I know there's always room to grow, but we might help ourselves by instead of beating ourselves up, try to get curious about what is this, you know, kind of shining a light on for me. And then also we tend to be really hard on ourselves. And I don't know if you figured, found this because this is what the pandemic has done to me really hard on ourselves when we're in burnout, when we're in overwhelm, something that we might have been like give ourselves a lot of grace for on a normal time in our lives. If we're in a coming from a place of like empty burnout, overwhelm, we're going to be showing up for ourselves being that like really rude voice that's like, oh my God, you're so terrible. Why can't you get it together? Why is your life more organized? Blah, 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 you know? And I know that's like super true for me and I've become way more aware. Do you find that? Like, I just know I'm so much meaner to myself when I am like burned out or overwhelmed. Is that the case for you, Annie? Definitely. It's where I start, you know, feeling like all I can see about myself are the places where I feel sloppy or I cut corners or where I know like, I'll say like, was I really giving as much energy as I should have been giving? And I just really start to beat myself up. And it's that, you know, all of my flaws and it's not wrong to recognize that you have flaws. Like we, nobody has, like you said at the beginning, nobody has to be perfect, but like, they just get so amplified where I start to think like, oh yeah, that's all people see when they look at me as they see all the things that are wrong with me. And that's not a true thought. I I mean, I hope it's not true that the people that love me are just staring at me thinking about all the ways that I fail them on a daily basis. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It does feel like that when you're burned out though, man, when you're buried under it, you're just like pouring gasoline on the burnout fire. Like it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like poking a bruise too. You know, when you're in that negative place, it can kind of feel like, 
you just want to keep like punishing yourself, you know, like, yeah, I am terrible. Yeah. And not stopping and saying, no, I'm not terrible. I'm tired. Yes. Like we and, don't like, recognize nice it for what it myself. is. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is so, so important that we ex- extricate ourselves from the position <laughs> of punisher. When I know it's actually- almost like we have to like be the policemen of our own selves. Like stop being mean to these, this person here. They're tired. They're worn out. They need a break, you know? And like when you go see a parent, like a family and the mom is sitting there and she's like, I'm so sorry. My house is messy. Or they cry. And they always say sorry when they cry and, and, or they'll is there ever any thought in your mind where you're like, yeah, boy, she really should have cleaned up for me or like, yeah, gosh, I can't believe she's crying. You're not you're like never my heart. You're like, no, like I'm always tearing all- up with them. <laughs> and you so just want to like, all you want to do is redirect their thoughts from like that of like, I'm not thinking that at all. In fact, I'm looking at you and I'm seeing how hard you're working and I yes. see how much your baby loves you. And I'm yeah. seeing how much you're putting into this. Like, that's what you do for them. So do it for yourself. Exactly. When- like, sometimes we need to be our own, like, the that version of lactation consultant for ourselves. And I think it's so fascinating how the human brain doesn't default to that. I, I think that's so frustrating. And I'm sure there's, like, psychologists could tell us all the reason why that doesn't actually happen. But I think we do really default to that. And the more tired we are, the more our brain doesn't work. So we can't even call in these resources. So so just to recap, you know, like, okay, we could do the work. That would be one strategy. You could also see if maybe this thought is because there's a knowledge gap or something. Get curious with some questions like, is there something I need to learn? Is there somebody I could reach out to and talk to? Is this a moment that I'm really recognizing I'm burned out and I really need to figure out if I need to change some boundaries in my life right now or do some more work on myself and what I need. And then from there, I think the other thing that you can always do is just challenge the language. And you really pointed to this in the beginning. I loved it so much because you like bringing it all home. In the beginning, you said, wait a second, I'm not a terrible lactation consultant. You know, my truer statement is I'm a fallible lactation consultant that can learn more. And that's something that we can always kind of turn the tide of like, if you hear a statement that just feels shockingly not accurate, you know, you're like, okay, nobody like that's just like so far beyond like accurate, but maybe you could come a little bit kinder and then a little bit kinder to yourself. So you might not be ready to jump all the way into like, I'm the best lactation consultant on the planet. Like we probably aren't quite there if you're already dwelling in this other thought, but you could maybe bring it a little bit closer or something that feels more true, not quite so like just stabby. Like I'm just doing this to be mean, you know? I think that's hard sometimes because sometimes we just might not even have the language. And that's where like, you know, talking to somebody, I know I've reached out to you before. I've reached out to other lactation consultant friends and just told them the situation. And gosh, sometimes it's so helpful to somebody reflect back like, Leah, that was crazy hard situation. Like, I don't think anybody would walk out of a consult that that happened and be like, oh, this is the best thing. You know, like Leah is actually a terrible lactation consultant, you know, or like they could have walked out and been like, I would have taken care of that. No problem. You know what I mean? Like most of the time when someone reflects back to us, it's like, oh yeah, you're right. So we might be able to do some of that for ourselves too, you know? 
It has there ever been a time where you've reached out to somebody that you trust who knows our work to tell them, gosh, I feel really, I'm in a really bad place about something that happens today. Has there ever been a moment where that person was like, yeah, Leah, you're a hundred percent right to be in a bad place about that. In fact, I think you need to stay there for the rest of the evening, whatever fun plans you had for yourself with your family, they're canceled because right. we, I need you to just sit in your terribleness. That's it's the most never. important and valuable thing you could do for yourself in the universe is no, we're like, oh my gosh, Leah, that sounds really stressful. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. And here's something that you can do to help yourself feel better or, oh yeah, actually I have, you could share this link with your client. I came across it the other day and this would be really helpful. You know, when you're helping a friend who's in a hard place, you're always there to, or a client validate what they're feeling, hold space for them, empathize with them, and then just give them some helpful information and then like reinforcing how hard they're working at whatever it is they're working on. We can do that for ourselves, but you also don't have to do it for yourself because you can find somebody that will do it for you. Or that can be something if you like to journal, that's, that's a place, you know, those are good uh, question prompts for journaling, but, you know, having a friend that can just help you reflect through those questions when you're in that place, it's so great. I know, I know. And I think it's so important for us to talk about these kind of like, not as much fun to talk about sides of lactation practice that you don't, like you said from the beginning, like you don't get closure. You don't always hear back. You might be in a situation that you can't, you know, quote unquote fix. You didn't have, didn't, weren't granted the magic booby fairy wand, Um, you know, and it's, and it's hard work and it does really work over our psyche in so many ways that can be really detrimental. But also when we can talk about how hard these situations are and really make sure that the tools that could be helpful are out there in the world. That's what motivates me for our podcast and talking about some of the hard things that we end up talking about is because I'm like, we need to get this out there that this could be something you come across sometime in your journey and you don't have to dwell in it. Like there's ways to work through it and ways to maybe not be so hard on ourselves. So I just want to remind you guys, like if this thought ever comes into your head, let's first like challenge thought and maybe do those four questions if that's helpful to you. And then you might get curious, what is this thought showing up to teach me? And you can even thank the thought, be like, you know what, maybe I should turn the tides and say, thank you thought. Like I actually wanted to take this class and you know what, this is my motivation now. So we could get curious and thankful And then we could always reframe it, rephrase it, try to change the language because your brain actually believes what you're saying, which is the sad thing. So the more we say that statement, the more your brain might believe it. And like I was saying from the beginning, you know, you end up showing up from that place and we want to show it from a good place. So just changing your language like Andy did and rephrasing it, it might not be that you're rephrasing it to something your brain isn't going to believe like I'm the best lactation consultant that ever existed. Your brain's going to be like, whatever, but your brain could totally get on board with I'm a fallible lactation consultant that can learn and grow and continue to educate myself and show up the next day even better than I was the day before. You know, your body can believe that your brain can believe that. And then we show up from that place and we're going to be fantastic lactation consultants because that's the energy we want to put out in the world. So 
yeah. What are your thoughts, Annie? Do you have anything else you want to share or, or like add to that? I just wanted to kind of give a good recap so everybody can really have some solid tools to use because I'm fighting the thought that we're bad lactation consultants. <laughs> I, you know, I think that the stigma of self-criticism is, is not, is like, it's not what it used to be. Like, I do think that there was a time where, you know, you really had to like show the world, like this confidence and this, like, I can do this. And I think it's okay to say, like, I can't do all the things that I'm not always going to do them perfectly. And that's in fact, what makes me like somebody that is worth having in your life, because I'm not going to try to like be perfect. And uh, I mean, that was like probably a really like gross generalization of everything Brene Brown has ever written. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's really true. And there's so much value in being able to show up as that vulnerable self and to be able to really be self-reflective about, about these situations that you find yourself in and that, and knowing that sometimes you're going to have a negative thought that does teach you something yeah, where you're like, you I did make curious. a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've had those two where I'm like, yeah, I did actually mess that up. And you don't always get a chance to make it better for that, that specific client, but you do get a chance to make it better in your life by mm-hmm. doing better and learning more and pushing yourself and learning what you're, you're supposed to be taught by this negative situation. And then there's other thoughts that are negative that are just there to distract you and yes. um, keep you from doing the work that you're supposed to be doing. Yes. Remember these hold you back. These can be limiting beliefs and we're not going to work and they can yeah. keep you from enjoying the rest that you've worked so hard for. Yes. <laughs> like, don't let, yes. don't let that take away your nap or your reading time or your, <laughs> you know, the time you, if, if you want to spend some time just like staring at your phone and these negative thoughts are taking away, you're staring at your phone time. <laughs> What? Not no cool. way. No way. <laughs> it's so true. Well, I'm so glad we got to have this conversation and um, that we are breaking the chain of people, you know, allowing these negative thoughts to be in their head because that way we can create even more powerful impact on the families that we serve when we really challenge these thoughts and get curious and reframe, rephrase it. So. And we're going to be doing so much of this at the USLCA workshop on February 11th. Brandy Mitchell, who's one of our speakers, is doing a full hour on nurturing your circle of care. And she is a nurse coach who we've had on our podcast and also as in a deeper dive in our archive presenting about self-care. And she's just going to really take it even further than she has in the past, but you can get a taste of Brandy now by looking at our deeper dive with her, the podcast episode we did with her, and then um, join us um, in just a few weeks and check that link in the bio. And we hope to see you there. And until then, it's been great talking to you, Leah. As always, Annie, talk soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.